0: Hey, Seattle hockey fans, happy 420. And I don't know what that maybe means to you, but it means it's a Seattle Kraken game day. And it's a hockey is for everyone night. I didn't realize that climate impact fell under hockey is for everyone. But nevertheless, it will be the NHL Green Night on 420 against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Two states with recreational use and adult use. Either way, like I said, no matter how you're celebrating, together here at Locked on Kraken, we can celebrate by saying hold fast, stay true, and let's go Kraken! Let's get into the details of what to expect against Colorado, and we'll hear from a few players about the power play on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are locked on Kraken. All right, Seattle hockey fans, again, it is a game day against the Colorado Avalanche. It is NHL Green Night against the Colorado Avalanche. There will be a specific um, pre-game warm-up jersey designed by Shogo Ota, whose designs represent Climate Pledge Arena's goal of being the most progressive, responsible, and sustainable arena in the world. Now, I am all for the commitment to the climate. I am even for this holiday here, as I mentioned adult use responsibly, responsive, how, I promise I have not indulged, not yet, um, adult use responsibly, just like with everything else. That being said, I have a little bit of a problem with a climate event being billed under hockey is for everyone. I, I just, I think, It's probably a standalone thing. I don't know why this is part of Hockey is for Everyone, but that goes to a longer conversation that I've teased here and there on Locked on Kraken, that Hockey is for Everyone is an aspirational um, statement. What that actually means, um, I think the NHL has to do some work in that respect. Um, a few other notes, these came from the Seattle Kraken. A victory tomorrow would give the Kraken, um, three would give the Kraken wins in three consecutive games for the first time in franchise history. I love it. Another thing I will mention about Colorado, and it also relates to me, and that's why I'm a little biased, but we've seen Colorado. It is a juggernaut offensively, but we just beat the New Jersey Devils, the New Jersey Devils, At the top of March, beat the Colorado Avalanche at home. You know why I know? Because I called that game on the radio, baby. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. I love just bringing that up. It's a fun fact. I'm proud that I did it. Also, it was a great comeback win. And I do think that the Seattle Kraken have that capability. Why not show it now? All right, let's talk about this. Another little quick tip before we get into the stats. We're, we're on the facts now. We'll get into the stats in a little bit. A goal or an assist tomorrow would make Matty Beniers the first player in franchise history to record a point in his first four games with the team. Oh, you know I like this one. Matty Beniers, he's one of the players I've been following since the beginning of this show, Locked on Kraken. I came in hot. I was asked to give predictions for the expansion draft just as the show is getting started, just as we were getting to know one another. But I had a feeling about that Maddie Beneers kid and I've been able to follow his career at Michigan in Beijing, China at the Olympics. And of course now with the Seattle Kraken, I love it. I love to see this, um, It would also make him the first rookie to debut with an expansion team in its inaugural season to have a point in his first four games with the club since Bernie Johnston did it from January 17th to the 24th in 1980 while playing for the Hartford Whalers. And pray tell, what is the connection between the Hartford Whalers and the Seattle Kraken? Their general manager, that's right, Ron Francis, had some time with the Whalers. Love to see it. Um, Victor Rosk, who we'll hear from later in the show, is expected to play his 500th NL- NHL game Excuse me, tomorrow. A goal or an assist tonight against the Colorado Avalanche would give him points in four consecutive games for the first time since February 24th to March 1st, 2017. So it's been a little time, Victor. Congratulations on what we believe will be your milestone tonight. And then we're going to talk about mccann Can Can? That's right, Jared McCann. He has 7 points, 2 goals, 5 assists in his last 7 games at Climate Pledge Arena. I think he likes the home ice. Um, And uh, enters tomorrow's game riding a 5-game home point streak. A point tonight would give him points in 6 straight home games for the first time since January 22nd to March 7th. Of last year 2021. All right, so those are some facts. We're going to get into the stats again. um, We got that win over Ottawa on Monday. We talked about it. Drieger only had to face 14 shots. I like that statistic. Oh, you know, I like that one. Um, But it's going to be Colorado. So, as we always do, let's head over to NHL.com. Uh, to look at some of the stats and facts that we can expect um, from this game. So the last time these two teams played was in January. Pulling this up here, let me get my name out of the way. Last time these two teams played was in January. We saw that it was a 4-3 win in favor of Seattle. They also played on November uh, 19th. A seven, three win. Now that was a brutal one. That was not a great one. I remember that game. Oh baby. I wish I could forget it. But so before we go into some of the stats, uh, we'll do that. Or I I should say, excuse me, before we go into the stats as where the teams are, I want to get into this January 10th game. Again, we're not going to talk about the one in November. That was brutal. Um, so both teams score in the first frame. The Seattle Kraken actually win the second stanza, as you know, I like to say. But then it was the third period goals, and we didn't score in the third period. That's how we get the 4-3 to three score. Um, you know, our, our good man, Colin Blackwell, not with the team anymore, of course. But McCann scored in that game, or also Johansson, not with the team anymore. So we'll look for some other players to step up. But again, Beneers and according to where we're at, uh, hopefully will join McCann in scoring. Uh, another thing I want to look at here. Um, so the Avalanche had 35 shots on goal in that 4-3 win. Uh, they also um, were held scoreless on the power play. So a good PK for the Seattle Kraken. The Kraken did score a power play goal. So you'll love to see that even at blocks. Um, so, now, this game, we saw Grubauer once again. Uh, Group B was also in net for well, the not so great uh, game that they played. But again, I wanted to focus first, you know, a little bit just on what we saw last time. Now, um, Now we're going to go to what to expect this time around. Now, this is a different Seattle Kraken team for a few reasons. I mean, we went through uh, the trade deadline. There's some players, including our first-ever captain – Talked about this before, but just as a refresher, we're not expecting the Seattle Kraken to name another captain for this season. Uh, Although this is something that came through the inbox, we will have an MVP, a team MVP and media, and as I understand, fans will also have an opportunity to vote on that. So uh, question of the day for today, let me know in the, the comments, either on social media or if you're watching on YouTube, who would you like to see as the MVP? for the Seattle Kraken. I think it's going to be tough, especially given some exits. Um, Also, some arrivals. I mean, if we're talking about in the last three games, Maddie Beneers is up there for me, but I digress. Okay, let's get into these stats. Um, So the power play, as I mentioned, we're going to hear from some of the players about the power play next. So I'm going to skip special teams here, but we're talking – Goals for, goals against. I always like to look at this because it gives a sense of what the Seattle Kraken is going to need to do, especially um, offensively, to be able to keep up, relatively speaking, with whatever team. Obviously, these are averages. You never know what's going to happen. The average even between the two games between Colorado and Seattle, uh, night and day or I should say the games are night and day. And so the average is a little bit different, but what I would say is that the trend of the Seattle Kraken being able to defeat a team like Colorado is in our favor. The avalanche. I mentioned it firepower, firepower, firepower. I talked about this when I called the game in New Jersey, They're third overall with a three, eight, four goals, four. Um, and, for the Seattle Kraken. The Avalanche can put up a four spot on, like in their sleep, essentially. Now, their goals against 2.74. Another thing is, and we'll get into this again, special teams a little bit, but I want to, coming up next on Locked on Kraken, talk about the weaknesses for the Colorado Avalanche in not only watching that game, but calling that game and prepping for the game where the Colorado avalanche lost to the New Jersey devils. There are definitely some things that Kelly Schultz and I friend of the show that we noticed statistically speaking, that played out and got the devils that win. So special teams, baby always important, but critically important for the Seattle Kraken, not just to punch in their weight division, as I've been talking about, but for them to potentially get a massive win over a team like the Colorado Avalanche. So we're going to talk about where the Avalanche stand as far as the postseason picture, but also what their Achilles heel might be and why at this particular time in the season, the Seattle Kraken might be primed to get a win at CPA. That's what's coming up on Locked on Kraken. Right now, though, let me tell you... About HelloFresh. I have joined up with HelloFresh. I am always on the move. As you know, if you are a regular viewer, listener of the show, I'm sometimes here, sometimes there. But when I am home, uh, I love to know that I can get food, fresh food delivered right to me. And I have taken advantage of this HelloFresh partnership. It is uh, farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes that are delivered right to your doorstep. Again, it's uh, that chefs that really know how to diversify a menu, seasonal recipes, which is amazing because then you're getting the fresh, most most productive, best, healthiest Produce for you because you know that that if it's seasonal, that means that it's not being engineered, um, and and you're in season. That that makes for a healthier. More organic fruit or vegetable. I'm all about that. It's also fit and wholesome. And I love that they come with these. Uh, I'm pointing over here because uh, I am I'm not too far from my kitchen island, but they come with these recipe cards, which also gives me ideas for recipes that I can make on my own. I have reimagined some of the recipes from the recipe cards from Hello Fresh, and it's just fresh ideas, which is what I personally love. I'm not a recipe person. I'm not someone who has recipes handed down to the family. I'm all about just like in hockey. I'm about an eye test in hockey. I'm about an eye test in cooking. I liked flavors that And I do infusions, but sometimes you need a good foundation, just like in anything else in life. And so these recipes have been helping me even experiment a little bit more. So here's the call to action. Head to HelloFresh.com and uh, backslash LockedOn16. And you can use code LockedOn16 and you'll get up to 16 free meals and three free gifts Again, that is hellofresh.com/backslash lockedon16. Use promo code lockedon16, and you will get 16 free meals and three free gifts. Uh, I have been loving my meal boxes so far. It's just one less thing to worry about while also staying on my health conscious diet um, and lifestyle. So, hope you'll join the HelloFresh fam again. That's locked on. Excuse me. Hellofresh.com/backslash/lockedon16. Use promo code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. I hope that you've been keeping up with Locked On. Now it's an opportunity for you to learn all about the NHL in just one show. Of course, you're going to listen to Locked On Kraken, but maybe you're not going to listen to Locked On Out a- Avalanche before game day today. But if you watch Locked On now, either before the game and certainly after, you can get some insights from hosts and other experts around the NHL as a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And because it's on the Locked On Podcast Network, it's free and available, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite audio platform. Okay. Okay. Now we get into stats and facts, people. Stats and facts. Um, Let me pull this back up from NHL.com. As always, I want to give you the record of these teams. A 9-1-0 in the last 10 for Colorado. We're at 500. They're almost... At a 1,000, we're at 500. So we've got, again, some punching up to do here just as far as um, record in the last 10 games, but we have momentum. Big Mo. Not only do we have a two-game win streak, hoping to make a franchise first. You know we love our firsts for the Seattle Kraken, but also hoping to show that we can punch up. And what do I mean by that? So Let me um, pull this off the screen for a minute so I can get you the standings. The standings, now we're going to go to division because the Colorado Avalanche, uh, unlike us, are uh, right there in the mix. So let's let's um, I'll get to the scroll down in a minute, but we've got Carolina, the Rangers and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and Washington, excuse me, in the Metro Division in the Eastern Conference. Then you got Florida, Toronto, Tampa and Boston have clinched in the Atlantic Division. Now, when we head to the Western Conference, the Central Division. So that's not us, but Colorado right there at the top. Right there at the top, plus eighty-seven goal differential. These these guys are insane. Um, I mean, they've got the top, you know, some of the top scoring defenders. I know in, in men's hockey you say defensemen, but defenders it suits the same purpose. Okay, top scoring defender in the league throughout the season. You know, uh, on their heels is uh, Minnesota, St. Louis. Um, obviously at the top here, not only are they in the playoffs, but they've clinched the conference. That's a given, uh, in the Pacific division, Calgary in the playoffs, but has not clinched the division just yet. But that goes to show you, um, no one else, no one else in the national hockey league has clinched a playoff spot and their division except for Colorado. So what is the Achilles heel? How do we beat these guys? It's special teams. It's special teams. It's special teams, baby. The the Colorado Avalanche are easily agitated. Easily agitated. Easily agitated. I saw this when I called that game. As I mentioned, when I called the game uh, Colorado versus the Devils and you know, they're a team that if you can get under their skin, if you can get them in the penalty box, and if you can be effective on the power play, you have a chance. Now, traditionally, the Seattle Kraken have not been great on special teams, but the tide is turning. Big momentum shifting into gear for the Seattle Kraken. So let's hear from. Uh, Dave Haxtell. We're going to hear from Daniel Sprung. And as I mentioned, Victor Rosk talking after last home game, after last, the last win, but also talking about special teams. The team
1: hasn't been scoring a whole lot on the power play of late. It did last game. I mean, how big was it to to get that early jump?
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh,
1: we haven't gotten many power plays over the last little while, but, uh, we got a four minute power play early on in the game. So, uh, you know we've been playing well on the PP, even last game when we scored with Maddie, and we wanted to get off to a good start there. When you have four minutes, you can create a lot of momentum, and uh, I think uh, both units did that. Yeah, like Spranger's goal, that's that, that's his that's his spot, right? He's uh, he's a shooter and he can score from there. Um, and you know, with you know with Springer, the you know the big thing, and I talked to you guys about it yesterday. You know, is is the two way game and. His attention to detail there, and you know he, you know he, he worked, uh, he worked, you know, 200 feet again tonight. So, the goal is that's what he does. We know he can shoot that, you know, he can shoot from that, from that spot, and he did a good job. That was a big goal, especially early power plays to execute is really important. Sometimes it's tough to do that, um, you know, and he, he was able to finish that off. Uh, you know, Rasky's goal was, you know, it's that's, that's a good goal. It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of pieces to that. That make it a good goal you know we get some puck pressure um you know we skate and get some puck pressure and then we're able to transition quick on it and um it's a good play by all those guys and you know for sure for victor to you know to finish that off um you know it's not that's not an easy catch and shoot you know across his body but he got it and he you know he got it away quick so he's a he's a smart player he's a good stick um good poise in in all situations um obviously huge uh you know power play uh It's a big part
0: of the game, and if you have a good power play, you have a good chance to win the game. Hey, Victor, it looked like you were feeling it out there tonight, even looking for the puck in the second and third period. Were you you sort of feeling that way? Um, Yeah, you know, I felt like I had a lot of puck testers throughout the game, and the more you touch the puck, the more more confident uh, you'll be. All right. So, you know, I love what we're hearing from the guys that special teams and, you know, any, oh, this is the wrong thing, uh, special teams. And, you know, anytime you're talking about special teams, you're, you're really talking about discipline. You're talking about, you know, um, just hunkering down on how you know how to play. So here we go. So I want to talk about the power play. Now the Colorado Avalanche power play, um, pretty good. Fourth overall, we're 29th overall, the Seattle Kraken. Now let's talk about the penalty kill. A 78.9% penalty kill. It's a better penalty kill than the Seattle Kraken. Um, and it's actually better on the road, but this is where you can expose the Colorado Avalanche, as I was talking about, they get frustrated. They've cleaned this up a little bit since I saw them on the road with the Devils, but it's still some special teams. Let's look at uh, where we are with penalties. <laughs> I mean, we're about the same. Colorado averages 8.9 penalty minutes per game, 17th overall in the NHL, where we average 8.8. So we're ahead of them in that category. Uh, not my favorite stat there, but... Something to keep in mind. I want to scroll here to the top, so forgive me for the scroll here. Now, this is something else that we have to keep in mind. The Seattle Kraken not known for scoring first or even being able to maintain a lead and get the win. When scoring first, the Avalanche are 42-2-4, and four. so I'd really like Seattle to strike first. When the opponent scores first, the Avalanche are 13 13 and 2. Again, Seattle score first, score first. When they're trailing, uh, they're 6 8 and 1. We're 5 oh, 27 and 1. Tied after one period, favor and advantage to Colorado. They've got 19 wins. When they're leading after two periods, they have 30 eight wins. When they're trailing after two, they only have six wins. So let's get the lead. Let's make sure we have the lead going into the third period. That's what these stats are telling me. have to make good on the first 40 minutes of the game. That's something that we know that Dave Haxel has been talking to his team about. So on the, on, you know, overall, there's some work that we have to do, but we can do it. So coming up next unlocked on, on Kraken, um, I know I talked a little bit about hockey is for everyone. I want to talk, uh, and this is a bit of a trigger warning, but about the NHL Players Association, um, the response and the um, – independent investigation regarding Kyle beach that came out. I, I, you know, it's been out for a week or so, um, or I guess a little less than a week came out on a Friday was delayed on a Friday. Just, just very odd. A very odd statement. So I want to spend some time uh, stepping away from the Seattle Kraken. We are excited. It's a game day, though, against Colorado. But let's talk about broader news. And speaking of, hockey is for everyone, although today is about, you know, the earth. Um, just a very odd statement, in my opinion, by the NHL Players Association. That's what's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. But right now, let me remind you that uh, if you want to get your nutrition on on Tar. It's not just about the HelloFresh uh, boxes that I talk about. It's not just about Athletic Greens. Um, I start my day with Athletic Greens, but it's also about how you snack. I'm a big snacker. I've talked about it before. I have to have a lot of calories to keep this motor going because I'm doing a million things. I'm moving around, but they have to be the good calories. And Built Bar can help because they have. 130 overall calories so helps me get my calorie intake up but of those calories 17 grams are protein only four net grams of sugar only four net carbs so I'm getting the good nutrients the good calories to make sure that I am fueling my body for everything that I do on a day-to-day basis and the flavors are amazing The bars are covered in chocolate. Mint brownie is one of my favorites. Um, I should say it's not one of my favorites. It's a family favorite. I'm not too into the mint with chocolate. I don't know how y'all feel about that. I like a double chocolate. Chocolate on chocolate on chocolate. Let's go. Uh, Coconut is another one of my family favorites, my sister Jessie in particular. But give me some of that double chocolate. Give me some of that you know, uh, white chocolate cookies and cream, which has been a specialty flavor. That's what I'm all about. And so when I order a built bar, I make sure to use promo code locked 15 cuz then I get 15% off my next order. Go to built.com, use promo code locked 15 for 15% off your order of built bars. Happy snacking. All right, folks, as promised, I wanted to go over this statement from the NHL PA. Um, in case you don't remember the um, we talked about it, we had a round table about it regarding Kyle Beach, regarding um, the really lack of accountability and responsibility um, that has happened um accountability that has happened um and it's really been unfortunate. So it was announced through some NHL reporters that the NHLPA was going to have a statement. They have since um released that statement and um I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Here's the statement though. So you can make your up your own mind. April 15th, 2022, at the discretion of the Executive Board, the National Hockey League Players Association has released the independent review of the NHLPA's response in late 2010 and early 2011 to reports that Kyle Beach was sexually abused by a Chicago Blackhawks coach. The review, conducted by the law firm of Cozen O'Connor, was commissioned in early November 2021 following the release of the Jenner and Block LLP report and Beach's subsequent media media interviews. The NHLPA's executive board received the Cozen report on April 8th and a presentation from Cozen on the results of the investigation as detailed in the report on April 11th. Okay, so far so good. They're setting the scene. What did they find? Here it is. The Cozen report determined that in sum after a thorough examination of the contemporaneous records, contemporaneous, that's a tough word to say, an examination of the contemporaneous record, the policies and practices in place at the union at the time, and the recollections of each of the parties to, to the contacts with the NHLPA or the SABH program, we cannot identify any individual wrongdoing or institutional failures of policy or procedure by either Ferrer, um, NHLPA personnel or the SABH program concerning the handling of Beach's report. Beach's warnings about Aldridge were not addressed on account of miscommunication and misunderstanding rather than any individual or systemic failure. In accordance with the decision of the executive board, the NHLPA has made the report available to the public. In addition to the report, Cozen provided the board with several recommendations outlining new processes and resources the NHLPA should consider implementing. The executive board voted to keep these recommendations confidential for now because they require further development by staff and evaluation by the board. (laughs) I I don't understand how you can say that the problem with the reporting was, um, quote, miscommunication and misunderstanding and still not hold any individual or individuals or any system responsible for miscommunication. If there's a miscommunication, it's coming from somewhere or from a process. So no person, no individual or individuals were responsible for the miscommunication. No system was responsible for the miscommunication. It, we're just supposed to accept that absent any players or absent any um, process, it was a miscommunication. Um, respectfully, all of this sounds like bullshit. I don't know why you know, we're not getting to where the responsibility lies, but I do know that it sounds like a lot of bullshit. It just sounds like a lot of bullshit. We keep saying that, oh, it's not the system that's wrong. It's not the people that are bad. It's just, uh, you know, there was a miscommunication or things weren't handled properly. Well, that means that someone didn't handle it properly. Maybe they thought they were doing it properly, but then the way that the policy is supposed to go was miscommunicated. Who then miscommunicated that? Or did they interpret it wrong? But to say that, you know, just in a vacuum, this is miscommunication... That makes no sense to me. It makes no freaking sense. So these are things that I yell into the void now that I am covering the NHL because some of it doesn't make any sense. Started the show by saying, in my opinion, it doesn't make any sense to have climate issues be part of hockey is for everyone night question mark. Like why is, why is that a thing? That doesn't make any sense. And it devalues then when you try to say aspirationally hockey is for everyone when we mean and the trees too like i am all about the earth i do make eco-conscious decisions that being said in my opinion making eco-conscious decisions and not being racist or homophobic or islamophobic are two different things like let's say social responsibility And hockey is for everyone, and inclusivity. Those two things overlap, but they're not the same. They're not the same. Miscommunication in a vacuum doesn't exist. Nice try, NHLPA, but I, for one, am calling bullshit. But that's our show, folks. We're going to let all of that, you know, down the drain. And we're going to focus on special teams tonight as we try to defeat the Colorado Avalanche, the best from the West. This is your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. This is your daily dose of Locked on Kraken. As I like to say every show, hold fast, stay true. And tonight we say, let's go Kraken! Happy 420. Make sure you bring a reusable bottle. Be thoughtful of the environment. And yes, even though I don't personally think that this particular... The night falls into hockey is for everyone. Hockey is indeed for everyone. And hopefully we can reflect that here on the Locked on Kraken show. Until tomorrow, where we'll recap this game or over on social, where you can get my immediate thoughts post-game. I'll see you next. Tomorrow is Thursday. I'll see you tomorrow, Thursday, on the next episode of Locked on Kraken. Peace!